0: Welcome back to your Daily Dose. It's me, your old pal Nick. One of my favorite parts of this podcast is comparing notes with Bob on neat things that we love. It might be a book, a TV show, oftentimes a human, and sometimes an organization. Bob works with a lot of amazing nonprofits. He plugs in and helps them in ways that only a beautiful mind like his could. Enjoy this episode about one of them. What kind of content are your clients screaming for? Oh,
1: just stuff to show people who they are and how they are. Like one of my clients is Shepherd's Hope. Okay. And they've been my client for decades. I, I had a break in the middle there with one CEO that, just didn't choose to to work with me. But uh, but I've been working with them a lot now, and they're looking for things to show 25 years of progress because this is their 25th anniversary.
0: So just as a quick recap, what do they do?
1: Okay, Shepherd's Hope is an amazing organization uh, that was founded by Reverend Bill Barnes, Dr. Bill Barnes. He was walking on a beach one day, and he thought, I think God wants me to take care of homeless people and people who can't afford health care. And so he finds some friends, he finds a location, and they literally open up a free clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really amazing, the story that he tells of the origin of that free clinic, because the first night that they were there, they had like a dermatologist and a primary care doctor. And uh, the primary care doctor was Bonnie Dean, who was a, a doctor that I used to work with, actually. And this is a long story for a short question, but it's such a cool thing that she was the first patient of the night, the first patient of the whole experience, Sherbet's Hope, which now has like nine different clinics across the community. Uh, the thing was this first patient needed a full physical from Dr. Dean. And, uh, and when Dr. Dean said, okay, well, I'm going to give you a pap smear, the patient said, no, I don't need that. I'm fine. And Dr. Dean said, it's not a complete physical unless... I do a pap smear, and so she has it and finds that she has stage 3 cervical cancer. So the very first patient that shows up is one that the doctor insists on the pap smear, and she ends up having this you know, incredible, life-saving experience. And the next four patients that came in had dermatological problems, which is like, what are the chances of that? The dermatologist being there, yeah. Exactly. So uh, so that was it. So over the years, they've grown. They've had different locations. They just established a permanent location in Winter Garden, uh, which is kind of a miracle unto itself. So for 25 years, they've had volunteers giving their care. Patty's actually a volunteer. With Hope, uh at being a nurse practitioner, accepting people straight in from the street. I want to say from the street, just she doesn't know what they have. This is the, really the only primary care that Patty does, uh, but it's a good thing to do. So they're a great organization and thank you for asking about
0: them. Yeah, of course. So producing content for them, what does that mean? Because I think that my first impression of I have to produce more content is to stay in front of people to keep uh, jonesing the algorithm so that it'll keep showing my stuff. You know, that's what I I think of when I think of uh, content creation.
1: Exactly. And, And guess what? We have to keep this organization relevant in the eyes of stakeholders in the community Mm -hmm. so and you know we're not really advertising to the people who necessarily need to use the services although it we do in some instances talk specifically to the patients and to their families but more often we're talking to stakeholders like community leaders who can provide funding and partners who can provide in-kind services and in-kind donations to the organization if we're out of sight out of mind right so we have to stay relevant to everybody all the time. It's actually deferred relevance when it comes to healthcare. Because until you need healthcare, you don't really care about healthcare yeah. ads. But as soon as you do need healthcare, you want where you to want go. to go know yeah, where to go. So so this whole concept of providing content for them is establishing an ongoing relationship with stakeholders that provides relevant information that's of interest to them. It's not just pumping ourselves, right? Um So that we can, you know, stay relevant. Yeah. So that was a lot of relevance.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that it's, you know, you hear the story. Let's say somebody's listening to this podcast and they're like, "That's a great organization. That's something that I might want to get uh, involved with." They'll still have to hear it probably multiple times before they act on it.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, this is the thing with with building relationships. Like the most shallow relationship we have is the awareness, right? I know the name, I've heard the name, I kinda know what they do. What we have to do is translate that awareness all the way up to advocacy, Mm -hmm. which means we have to build a relationship and that requires ongoing exposure, but not like just doing the same droning message over and over again. In my mind, there are a lot of people that's how they do their marketing. I'm gonna drill it into your head so it's like, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, and now all of a sudden you're repeating the, the tagline. For me, it's a relationship. I have to keep providing something interesting to you, something that's worth looking at, something that's worth pulling my attention off of something else and putting it on this in order to get your attention and get you caring about what we're doing. Uh, so it's, a, it's an interesting challenge, and it's much like the challenge I had when I was marketing for Orlando Health just because it is healthcare, but it's healthcare care that's serving people who can least afford health care. And think about it. I mean, it's one thing to have nothing, and then having nothing and no health that is the lowest a human being can feel, I think. Mm-hmm. So at least restoring that one piece—they call them Shepherd's Hope because they're restoring hope, right? They give hope through health. So, and my job now is to help them with uh, a new brand, which ah, is okay. Yeah, good challenge because yeah. I've wanted to—I've wanted to rework this brand for decades. I'm not even kidding. Just the look of it, the sound of it, all of it, and now it's just been handed to me and they're saying, go ahead, bring us what you got. So on Thursday, I have to do a pitch to uh, a bunch of their leaders with my ideas and I'm freaking
0: out. Oh, that's a fun time. And I'm always curious, like sometimes there's, there's a couple of varieties of people who have a brand of some kind, usually an organization, whether it's a public organization like a college or a private organization like a corporation. And They have the people who hold on to the brand no matter what Mm -hmm. the people who get bored by the brand and they have to change it all the time or because they have, there's some ownership change or there's some leadership change and they want it to be theirs now. Um, and then there's the people who are like, you have to convince why it's necessary. Oh yeah. Right. They're, they're convincible, but they're like, Oh, well, we know this is going to cost a lot of money not only in the development of the brand, but also like signage needs to change, letterhead, cards, all of that stuff needs to change. Why would we invest in this? And they are the ones that have to be convinced. And there's usually a pretty good reason for it. I think
1: it's good if they have to be convinced because you need to justify that huge expense. And if you have any equity in the brand that you have, uh, you're risking that by changing it. You know, so what do you do to make the transition that allows you to benefit from the leveraging of the great name that you had before, plus take it to the next level? And in my world of branding, and I love the world of branding, by the way, uh, it's about the story. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? okay, I'm going to tell you why I rebranded, or I'm going to tell you why this is the symbol that we chose to represent our organization. If there's no story to it, what's the point? You know, let's just go find some some clip art online, slap it down there and call it our logo. Right. Hi friends, it's Bob. I love talking about the awesome organizations I get to help in the course of my career and my philanthropy. So many of these amazing, caring and helpful organizations have helped for free because the world needs more help than it can afford to pay for. And if I can help, that's what I want to do. And so I do. And let me take a moment to encourage you to help where you can, regardless of the compensation. Give what you got to the things you care about and watch how it changes the world and your world in particular. That's all for this dose, friends. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.